Hello, and welcome to the podcast, This Thing Called Grief, Navigating Life After Loss. I'm your host, Lori Peters. For each episode, I bring my personal and professional experience as a veteran griever and licensed counselor to have meaningful and authentic talks about grief, loss, and life in the wake. I'll be exploring many facets of grief and not sugarcoating anything that I discover. My goal here is to create a safe space to acknowledge, share, and be inspired. I look forward to starting this journey with you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of This Thing Called Grief. I'm Lori Peters, your host, and I'm a licensed grief counselor in South Central Pennsylvania. Today, I'll be starting the first of a two-part mini-series on the physics of grief, how it impacts the brain and the body. In part one, I'll focus on the brain first. A lot of what I'll be sharing here are from my own experiences as a counselor and veteran griever, and I'll also be presenting ideas from Dr. Mary Frances O'Connor, a psychologist who specializes in grief research, and she's written an absolutely fabulous book on the science behind grief entitled The Grieving Brain. I will put a link to that book in the show notes. So a lot of my clients come to me with questions about physical symptoms they're having, and they wonder if it's related to grief. They tell me that before the loss, they were doing okay physically, but since the loss, they just don't feel good. They report having memory issues, fogginess, inability to concentrate, and sometimes an inability to communicate. And some tell me that they keep hearing or seeing their loved one to the point that they think they're going crazy. So what's really going on here? And is it all connected to grief? The short answer is yes. I'd like you to remember one thing here as I progress through this episode and tuck it into your back pocket because it will be helpful in your understanding of how grief impacts the brain. And that is, grieving is a form of learning. Remember that. Grieving is a form of learning. Think of your brain as a huge sponge, absorbing everything about you, about other people, about your environment. Nothing is left unnoticed. It is the brain's job to constantly scan your environment for danger, to process information, and to question, question, and question in order to keep you alive. Every experience is information and a problem to be solved if needed. Grief is no exception to that. To the brain, a loss is a problem to be solved. A loss is an upset to the status quo. So the brain will work tirelessly to figure out how to solve the problem, aka grief. Not that I'm suggesting that grief is a problem, but to the brain, it is. So it is under this framework that we will experience bodily symptoms because the brain and the body are doing the hard, very hard work of reconciling that you've had a loss. The brain has to learn how to adapt to that. So keep in mind that grieving is learning. Also, keep in mind that these experiences are quite normal and to be expected.
So let's just get started and talk about visual and auditory hallucinations. When you see things that aren't there, when you hear things that aren't there. That's one way grief can impact the brain. Has this ever happened to you? If you believe in the supernatural and contact with the dead, then this could satisfy as a reason why this may be occurring. But let me clue you in on the scientific reason that this also could be happening. As I said earlier, the brain's job is to keep us safe. It's always scanning our environment for any potential threats. And one of the ways it works to keep us safe is to create patterns and predictions. Patterns and predictions. So using information from what has happened previously to you, combined with what the brain has come to expect, the brain will fill in information that isn't actually there. It predicts. So if it was your habit to talk to your dad on the phone at noon every day, your brain has learned this, it's come to expect it. So you may think that your phone is ringing at that time. I mean, it might be really crystal clear. You firmly believe that yes, the phone is ringing, but your dad is dead. He's passed away. So it's not really possible that it is him on the other end of the line. When we've had a moment to process that this really isn't the case, that your dad isn't calling you, then you may experience a grief trigger and all the associated emotions. With all this being said, however, you should not rule out anything physical. So if you are experiencing visual or auditory hallucinations on a regular basis, it would be worth going to your doctor to get that checked out. Next up is memory and grief. I've heard of people having brain fog or having difficulty remembering things. I've also heard of having one specific memory coming up time and time again, with sometimes some variation. Both are common experiences in grief. And why is that? Well, in the scenario of brain fog, remember that your brain is constantly collecting information and sorting through that info to see what is important to keep versus what isn't. And what is important for you to grief? The loss, of course, the person who died. That piece of information moves to the top of the pile, meaning you have less mental capacity to remember other things. And for those instances when it seems like one memory keeps popping up over and over again, well, it's the brain's way of making sense of what happened. It is learning. It's trying to figure out what to do with this info in order for you to be safe. And if I go meta on this, if I take an overarching view, while one part of your brain is doing this, another part of your brain is looking at the process of the process of you doing this to develop a new routine. So you're thinking about the loss and the grief process for that loss at the same time. And yes, that is exhausting. Have you had trouble focusing? This is a possible sign of how the brain is impacted by grief. But really, there's still a question as to whether grief is the actual cause or the only cause. In a study cited by Dr. O'Connor, who I mentioned earlier, who wrote The Grieving Brain, 
Researchers could not pinpoint whether grief was causing cognitive dysfunction or the dysfunction itself was there for another reason, like a physical shrinking of the brain due to a traumatic brain injury or to aging or some sort of dementia or something else. It could be that you have difficulty focusing because of all the thoughts in the background going on in the background about the loss and the person you've lost. Remember that processing grief is very mentally and emotionally demanding. And now let's turn to ruminating thoughts. This is when you have the same thought over and over and over, the same stream of thoughts over and over and over. This is a popular scenario that comes up in my work. Such thoughts tend to focus on the loss, the person who died, the circumstances around the death, the unfairness of the loss perhaps, the grievers' reactions, their emotional experience, the reactions of other people, the logistics like funeral planning and household management, the what-ifs, and so on and so forth. It is not unusual to have these thoughts. In fact, it is to be expected. Why? Because the brain has a huge job to do, and it hasn't figured out quite yet how to do it. The brain is trying to make sense of what has happened, so the thoughts you're having is the brain's way to do just that. The brain is trying to problem solve. It's trying to figure out how to get you back to your safe space, your usual state, your homeostasis. It hasn't figured out yet that you will never be the same person you were before the loss. This takes time to discover. In general, it makes sense why there are all these impacts to the brain after loss. Don't forget that not only does the brain have to figure out a way through the monumental change in your ecosystem, you've had a loss, it also has to keep the rest of you functioning so you stay alive. It truly is work, grief work. This episode just touches the surface on how grief impacts the mind. The science on this fascinating topic is fairly new, but expanding. And I'm very hopeful that this information will be used not only to educate others, but to normalize the experience of grief. Next week on the podcast, I will do part two of the physics of grief by talking about how grief impacts the body. Until then, keep taking it one day at a time and take care of yourself.